So this past weekend, I heard a word. I've heard the word. I've known the word for a long time. But this past weekend, pastor got up at the end of our youth summit, and he said, hey, you young people have made a lot of great decisions, but you're going to need blank to fulfill those. And when he said that word, I said, that's the word. That's the word that I have wanted to give to this student body all semester long. That is the word. I've been thinking, what word is it? Lord, I know there's got to be something. That's not a Bible word. It's not a Bible word. But it definitely is hooked to Bible principles. But when he said that word, as Pastor Wicks up in Nebraska, when he closed our conference and he said that word, I said, that's it. That's the word I'm preaching on in chapel on Wednesday. That's what we need. You want to know what the word is? No, I'm afraid what you're going to preach on. The word is grit. Grit. That's the word we need. Everyone together, what's the word? Grit. G-R-I-T. Look at the person next to you and say, you need grit. You need grit. That's it. I was trying to think. Man, you know, this is bothering me about our students. I I don't know. We absolutely love them and, and this, but this is, I know the word. What's the word? Grit. Take your Bibles and turn to two passages, if you would. Psalm 27. Psalm 27 in Hebrews chapter 12. Psalm 27, and I'll wait just a moment while you're turning. And while you're turning to those two passages, I'm going to give you a definition. Psalm 27, hold them both and ready to go so you can flip them back and forth. And Hebrews chapter 12. Psalm 27 and Hebrews chapter 12. It's going to be hard to hold them both and write a definition, but here's the definition. Definition of grit, perseverance and passion. Sustain for a long-term goal. What is grit? Perseverance and passion. Sustain for a long-term goal. Now you say, Brother Shelley, you know that that's not really what grit is. Grit is actually abrasive particles. Did you know that, Brother Shelley? I did. It's abrasive particles. It's stuff that polishes you. It's stuff that rubs off, knocks off the rough edges. It's like sandpaper. It's gritty. Something that's gritty is an abrasive particles. So we're going to see and understand how that grit's going to make us what we need to be. But what I want you to know is grit is a perseverance and passion sustained for a long-term goal. All right? Do you get a chance to write that down? Let's all say that together. What is grit? WCBC, what's grit? Perseverance and passion sustained for a long-term goal. Let's look at the psalm passage first. Psalm 27, verse number 13. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Isn't that a great verse? I had, you know what? I'd have given up. I'd have quit. I'd have left college. 
I would have stopped a long time ago unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. What did this guy have? He had faith, Brother Shetler. He believed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me tell you something. This psalmist had grit. He had grit. I had fainted. I'd have given up if I didn't have grit. Unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, wait on the Lord. Here's the perseverance with passion. Be of good courage. There's the passion. There's the wait, the perseverance. And he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. We'll be back there, but let's turn over to Hebrews chapter 12, and then we'll have, then we'll have prayer. Hebrews 12. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Word patience there is to remain under, like a weightlifter or a marathon runner at the 20-mile mark with six miles still to go and laxant acid is forming in his legs and he wants to stop and he's running, remaining under the pain. No gain without pain. With patience, the race that is set before us. But look at verse 2. Help me out when we get to uh, the word I want you to say. Looking unto Jesus... The author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, everyone together, the next three words, what? Endured the cross. He had grit. I have never before in my life thanked my Lord for grit, but I am thankful that my Savior had grit. I am thankful that he had a perseverance and passion to sustain for a long-term goal, grit. Endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Father, my prayer for these last several days, and I think it's been my prayer of the whole semester, but I didn't know the word. My prayer for this student body is grit. May these students have grit. May they have a perseverance and a patience sustained for a long-term goal. Father, there are many of them going to the mission field, youth pastorate, all these things. They need grit. Father, what's going to get them from now until December 12, 13, 14? I don't remember, Father, what day it is. What's going to get them from here to the end of the semester? Grit. Father, you'll give them the grace if they get the grit. You'll give them the ability if they get the grit. Father, it's time for them to take their step of grit. And then, Lord, you will provide. If they go forward, you'll part the Red Sea. But it's time for these students to have some grit. Oh, Lord, my heart swells for these young people. But they need grit. And so, Lord, I ask for Jesus Christ's sake that they will have grit. May may I tell them how to do it? And may they have a desire to make the decision to start today for the rest of the semester and maybe the rest of their life to have grit. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. One of the places we love to vacation is Colorado. 
And uh, we love to go there. It's always been our favorite place in the winter. We love going skiing at a, uh, a place called Keystone is our favorite place. We've been to Breckenridge. We've been to all over. But I think uh, uh, Copper Mountain's a good one of ours. But I think our favorite is, is uh, Keystone and, and all of the runs there we really enjoy. And then in the summer, we love doing hiking and camping in the Colorado. Well, when our boys were little... I believe in this story I'm going to tell you, I think Ben's about maybe 12 years old, 13 years old, or something like, maybe even a little older, maybe maybe 14 or so, and Drew or Luke would have been about 10 then, and, and Drew would have been about six years old, maybe five years of age. And we were traveling in Colorado, and um, we had been way down in a place called Mesa Verde. By the way, we went to Four Corners. How many have ever been to Four Corners before? That's where the four states, and you stand on a little button, and all four states are right there. You know, it's called Four Corners. Okay, so we went to there, and then we went to a place called Mesa Verde, the, you know, the green table, all right? Anyone here ever been to Mesa Verde? Before, oh, actually a pretty decent number of you, all right? That's where the Indians lived in the cave, and, uh, and they, then they farmed up at the top and everything like that. And can I just tell you about Mesa Verde? Boring, all right? That was not like my favorite place at all. Well, we camped out. We had tents, so we were camping out every night. And we stayed at Mesa Verde. And that morning, in our little family altar time, and in our little around the campfire and cooking and all that, um, we were talking about where we were going to go. We were going to go up the million-dollar highway. Of course, my boys are thinking, are we going to pick up money along the way or whatever like that? But we're going to go up the million-dollar highway. We're going to go up through Durango and, and uh, Ure and all this, and we're going to camp uh, up into the mountains the next day. So we were talking about our camp spot, and our camp spot just really was bad that day. And uh, we, we were on the, around the thing, and I said, well, guys, what do you guys want to pray for? And they all said, let's pray for a better campsite. I said, I said, okay, so what kind of campsite do you want? What do you want at your campsite? And one of the boys said, I want to see mountains. I want to see mountains, Dad. I said, okay, well, let's pray about that. Let's pray for mountains, all right? What else do you want to see? I want to see water, Dad. I want to see a lake. I want a campsite that we see a lake. Okay, that's good. Another one boy said, I want to see snow in the mountains. So I want to see, I want to have a campsite that we can see water, we can see mountains, we can see snow. And I'm going, okay, man, that's cool. Well, let's, let's go to our Heavenly Father. And let's pray about tomorrow's campsite because tonight wasn't very good. We didn't pray about this at Mesa Verde. So let's pray about the next campsite. So we all prayed and the boys prayed. You know, they said, Lord, give us a campsite that's a lot nicer than this one. And then, oh, 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 this is the most important one. And so one of my boys says, Dad, I want a campsite that looks like a postcard, that looks like a postcard. And I said, you know what, that's a good request. So let's pray about that. By the way, don't let your prayers be hazy, crazy, or lazy. Be specific with your request. So I let the boys pray uh, very specifically. So we prayed. And then we started up the Million Dollar Highway. Absolutely drop-dead gorgeous. I mean, it was a beautiful day. We stopped at Silver something, and we did stuff there, and we, we did all stuff along the way, and we have to stop and take pictures, and we're just going up the Million Dollar Highway and just having the time of our life. But it's getting late. It's starting to run. It's getting starting to get dark. We go through a town called Ure. Now we're going to come back to Ure tomorrow and rent jeeps. We're going to take a jeep up into Yankee Boy Basin and do some, you know, some four wheeling and whatever, you know. So we're going to come. So we're going through Ure. We kind of stop and get the prices of the jeeps and everything like that, and and, and check down a few things. And and so we we're coming out of Ure, and I don't remember the exact time. 
But I'm telling you, it's getting dark. It's like 4.35 o'clock, and it's starting to get dark. And I'm thinking, we've got to set up a whole camp. We haven't made dinner yet. We've got to cook and everything. We've got to get moving. And we had a super day. Everyone enjoyed it. But now we've got to find a campsite. So about six, seven miles outside of Uray, there is a KOA. And I'm going, hey, let's do the KOA tonight. We still got time. We can get going. You know, we, we normally, you know, don't camp in places like KOA. But tonight, because of the day we had, let's get into KOA. So we go into the KOA. There was a, still a spot that was open. And we go, now the KOA was down by a stream. It had nice trees around it and everything like that. And it was, you know, it was a nice spot. And a lot nicer than Mesa Verde. So we, we pull into the thing, and everyone's quiet. Okay, no one's saying anything. And I'm going like, hey, come on, man, we got a lot to do here, you know. So I open the back of the van. We're starting to get things out. I'm starting to divvy up jobs. And Ben says, hey, Dad. Yeah, 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 come on, we got to get going. Hey, Dad, is this what we prayed for? What are you talking about? What do you mean? Is this what we prayed for? What are you talking? Dad, this morning we prayed for a campsite. Is this what we prayed for? Well, 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 it's a little late now. I mean, you know, this isn't, uh, this, you know, yeah, well, this isn't, no, this isn't what we prayed for. But we don't, we don't have time now. We, we got to get going here. My other boys, Dad, I can't see the, my little Drew, I can't see the mountains. Oh, and my wife said, well, Jim, is this what we prayed for? Oh, come on. <laughs> I said, okay, listen, if I can get my money back for the site, we'll go somewhere else. I'm thinking, where are we going to go? It's getting dark. We're gonna be, now we're going to be on the road. This isn't any. I said, I go back. And I said, can I have my money back? You know, and I, I kind of said, like, please don't. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, you can get your money back. All right. Oh. All right, so we get back in. I said, let's get going, guys. So we drive up, and I think it's about another 12 miles. We drive up State Park. And uh, we pull in there, and I'm going, man, it is dark. I pull in there, and I say, is there any camp spot? Yeah, we still have some camp spots. I look at this map, and all they are are just numbers and these little wooded tree things. And I said, I want that one right there. And they said, okay, that one's open. And that's kind of in a remote area. That's all right. That's all right. We'll, that's all right. It doesn't matter. Um, my kids don't go to the bathroom. That's all right. <laughs> so anyways, we get, our, we get our spot. We drive. We pull up. It is dark now. We still have to cook. We still have to set up everything, but it is dark when we pull up. So we pull up into the thing and, and um, we get everything out of the, we get everything out of the car, we get everything out of the van and we set up our camp and then we do our dinner. We have a good night, everything like that. Nothing's ever said about the other thing. So that night we go to bed. Well, I have always been the first person up in my family. I mean, it just is all, except for Christmas morning, I have always been the first person up. So I get up, I don't know what time it is, but you know, it's daylight, you know, 5.30, whatever. I unzip the tent, and I look out of my tent, and I went, oh, man. Now, when we drove to the campsite, I noticed that we were driving up. I didn't notice that, but I didn't think much of it. I unzipped the tent, and I looked, and I went, oh, man, this is unbelievable. I look out my tent. I'm not talking, well, I got to walk about, you know, 100 yards and I kind of look through trees. No, no. I unzipped my tent and I am looking out over a lake with pine trees all around it with a huge mountain with snow on top of it. And I am going, oh, wow. Now, some of you going like Brother Scheller. Yeah, I've heard you before, but I brought a picture of it. 
And I know you can't see that, so I thought I'd give you a picture. That picture is from our tent that morning. That was from my tent. I took that picture. And I'm going like, whoa. So obviously, guys, look at this. And they, you know, they're all kind of waking up. And they're not like me, you know, in the morning. You know, they're looking at, but they look out. And they go like, and I remember, I remember Ben says, now, now we're talking. That's what we prayed for, Dad. That's what I said, yeah, that is the coolest thing. It gets better. It gets better. We go, we, we do our breakfast there. We pack up and, and go down to, we're going to spend, we spent a couple days there. We go, put that back up. That's a lot better than seeing that. And, <laughs> but anyways, so anyways, we go down to Uray and we rent, we're renting our, or we're renting our Jeep. And I'm signing all the, all the, all the waivers and everything, renting the Jeep. And, and as we're doing that, my wife screams. I mean, literally, we're in this like little shop thing here. And she screams and she's standing over by a postcard thing. And she says, Jim, Jim. I go, what, 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 what? And I come over there and she pulls this postcard out. And she says, look, it's our campsite. It says state park, da-da-da-da-da, whatever the name of the state park was. It doesn't say the, 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 the number of the lot, but it's ours. That's where we park. And she showed the boys, and, you know, they go like, hey, that's who we prayed for, man. We prayed for that. Now, I want to talk to you about something today. Some of you are camping out at KOA when you could be here. And you know what your problem is? You don't have enough grit You will be satisfied the rest of your life with KOA. Where this is, is, hey, let me ask you, is your Christian life what you've been praying for? Well, you know, is it what you've been praying for? Are you living the victorious life that you prayed for? Are you doing what you've prayed for in your life or are you camping out at KOA? And I've got to tell you, well, Brother Shetler, how do you get from KOA to there? Grit. There is grit. God's got it for you, man. God's got this for you. But you got to have the grit. And I want you to see a couple things about that. First of all, let's look at the Bible for just a moment about people who had grit. There is so much about Joseph's story that I love. But there is something about Joseph's story that's not mentioned. If you look at the, the end of chapter 40, And 41, it says that when the butler forgot to tell Pharaoh, it says that he was in prison for, interesting wording, two full years. For two full years. And you think about everything that happened with Joseph, with the Potiphar's wife, with his brothers, the pit and everything. You know what Joseph had? Joseph had grit. Joseph had a perseverance and a passion sustained for a long-term dream a long-term goal and there's a there's that little passage in there that he was for two full years he was forgotten and that's what the bible says it says that he was forgotten what got joseph through i'm gonna tell you what got joseph through grit grit got him through he just bared down and says no I'm still going to be what I'm supposed to be as in the, I'm not supposed to be in this prison. I'm not even supposed to be here. This is not the will of God for my life, but I'm here. And since I'm here, I'm going to have grit and I'm going to finish my uh, uh, job. He has no concept that what's about to happen to him with Pharaoh, but he had grit. Hey, I'll tell you what, 
Joshua and Caleb had grit for 40 years. Think about this. Joshua and Caleb were in a place that they were not supposed to be at. They were in a wilderness that they, they said, hey man, we're ready to go in the promised land. But because of you people, we got to stay here for 40 years. But you know what they had? They had grit. And the Bible says that when Caleb took the mountain, he had the same strength he had when he, when he went in there the very first time 40 some years before that. College students, I'm going to tell you something. You look at people in the Bible and how do they get to places like this? They get there because there's some grit to them. They have a perseverance and a passion that won't let go. What about Ruth? Naomi even said, oh, no, no, listen, you go back. No. Mom, I don't want to hear it again. Do not bring this up again. Your people are going to be my people. Where you lodge, I'm going to lodge. Where you bury, I'm going to bury. Your God's going to be my God. And I'll tell you what, a young lady had some grit. And she says, you know what, Mom? I'm going to go out in the field, and I'm going to start getting some, some, some grain for us. Ruth had grit. She, and she made grits with it. Anyway, and, uh, Gideon to pursue after the Midianites. After everything he went through that night and the whole battle, he continues, yet fate, yet pursuing Gideon. Jacob wrestling with God. He had grit. No, I'm not letting go until you bless me. He had some grit. Hannah's praying for for a son. And then the raising and training of Samuel. Do you think Hannah wanted wanted Samuel at her house? Yeah. But every year, she's she's making a little coat. Uh, I preach a message on Mother's Day. It's called Samuel's Closet. And I think the greatest thing about Samuel was his wardrobe. Because every year, mom came and gave Samuel another coat. She did that with grit. She wanted Samuel to be with her. But you know what? She had some grit. She knew, no, no, my son is dedicated to the Lord, and you have blessed me with this son. And she had some grit. Where she wanted to be, she couldn't be. But she had grit. I think Mordecai in training Esther had grit. Hosea in waiting for his wife, Gomer, had some grit. A perseverance and a passion sustained for a long-term goal. And Paul, to go from one city to the next after being persecuted one time after another, Paul had some grit. I want to tell you, West Coast Baptist College, I go all over the country telling people how great you guys are. And you guys are. You guys know how much we love you. You guys know how much we care about you. There isn't anything that this staff and administration doesn't do for you. We have all, man, we have so much love and care for you. So we have all the right in the world to stand up in chapel and say, come on. You guys need to get some grit because I'm not spending my life investing in a bunch of soft believers. I am not spending the rest of my life and my days. I could go pastor a church tomorrow. A church contacted me last week. I don't want to go pastor a church, but I'll tell you what I also don't want to do. I don't want to invest my life in a bunch of soft believers. You guys need some grit. You just need to say, you know what? I need to man up. I need to start being a man, and I need to get some grit, and I'm going to finish what I started. And I'm going to do good this semester, and I'm going to stop dropping classes. You guys drop classes like I drop dishes around the house, man. You guys just drop everything. You can't. You've got to have some grit. You can't be on the mission field and say, you know, I think I'm going to drop this ministry. I think I'm going to drop this ministry. You know, this ministry. You can't drop things. You've got to do good in things. You've got to have grit. 
You just got to have that passion and perseverance sustained for a long-term goal. You're in this for the long haul. You're here to finish. And aren't you glad Jesus had some grit? Aren't you glad that our Savior set his face like a flint and said, I'm going to Jerusalem knowing everything that would happen to him, knowing all of the heartache and the pain that would happen to him, and he set his face as a flint and says, I know it's going to be... You read Isaiah chapter 50, and it says, I know that I'm giving my back to the smiters. I know my beard's going to be plucked out. I know all the suffering I'm going to go through. You guys don't even know that. But our Savior, knowing all of those things, had the grit to stick it out and to make it through. Now, I want to tell you, yesterday spoke to my heart. And I am going to say something because I know I just got on you. I want to get on Shetler for a minute. I came forward last yesterday because I don't, you know what? Surrender's not enough. That was amazing. I have preached, surrender, 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 surrender. Yesterday I realized, you know, Jim, You may be living the surrendered life, but I don't think you're living the death to self life. Now, I'm going to tell you, I believe that the commitment that I made yesterday to die to self was a really genuine commitment. I really do. But I'm not going to do it without what? Grit. It's going to take some grit to die to self. Because already today, self says, okay, don't worry about that thing yesterday. Go back to your ways. And you got to die to self. It's going to take grit. It's going to take a perseverance and a passion sustained for a long-term goal. Now, you say, you know, Brother Scheller, I'm not sure I got my arms around this thing grit yet. Okay, I, I, I thought so. So let me give you how to form it. Let me give you five ways to form grit, and they're going to go really quick. It's not going to be long at all, and then I want to close with a story. How to form grit, okay? Number one, know you need it and want it. Know you need it and want it. Know that you need grit and you want grit. Know it. You know what, Brother Shell? I think that's the word. I never thought about that word before in my life. I don't think I've ever heard a message on grit. But you know what, Brother Scheller? I think that is exactly what I need. You got to know you need it and you got to want it. That's number one. Number two, you got to decide to have it. There's got to be a day that you begin saying, okay, I am going to start having grit. November 1st, 2017, I made a decision. I'm going to start having some grit in my life. You got to know, number one, you got to know you need it and you got to want it. Number two, you got to decide to have it. There's got to be a day, there's got to be a moment that you make a decision, I'm going to start having grit in my life. Number three, then you got to get up, arise, and get going again. If you cannot suck your thumb, you cannot, oh, I just haven't. You know, it's too late now. No, it is never, it's never too late to start having grit. You need to rise up, get up, get going again, and the just man falleth seven times, but he gets back up. And college student, if you say, wow, I got to tell you, I've done stuff like this before, Brother Scheller. I've gotten all emotionally high, and I've made a decision. I Get back up again. Yeah, I know, but gang, I want to tell you, there were so many times when I was uh, uh, in, my, in my college days that I'd made decisions about having my devotions. I, I would make it say, okay, this is it, man. This is the one. This is the one. This is, this is the one. I'm going to start having devotions every day. And that was about 11 days. And then I stopped having devotions again. 
And then, you know, about a two months later, I go, no, 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 no. I am going to have my devotions. And I, this is it. I'm gonna, and it went about a month. And then I stopped, and then I go, hit and miss, and not doing. And then I made another decision. And then I made another decision. Can I tell you? For probably over the last 30 years, I've had my devotions every day. But I started by failing a whole mess. I would say, oh, oh, this is it. This is the one. Oh, that was really good on the wording. I'm going to start having my devotions. And I failed. So guess what? Yeah, maybe you could stand here today. You could be there today and say, Brother Scheller, it may not have been the word grit, but I've made this decision before. You know, be all in, do this, whatever. And I, I fall. Well, then get back up. You get back up and you get going again. You decide today, Brother Scheller, I don't think I've ever done it on grit before, but I've made this. Well, then get back up and do it again. And one of these times, it's going to catch. And you know what you're going to have the rest of your life? You're going to have grit. You know you need it and want it. You decide at a specific time to have it. You get back up, arise, and get going again. Number four, you do today what you know you should. Don't try to have grit for a week from now, okay? You can't, by the way, you can't have grit for, for final exams yet, all right? It's not here yet. All you, can, all you need to do is have grit for today. You just put your one foot in front of your other foot, and you have grit. And you get moving. You start doing what you're supposed to be doing today. What are you supposed to be doing today? What projects are you supposed to have today? What are you supposed to get accomplished today? What do you have to do at work today? What do you have to do today? Have grit for that. Oh, Brother Shelley, you don't know about what's going to happen this weekend. No, no, it doesn't matter what's going to happen this weekend. Your grit is doing what you're supposed to do, and that is not glamorous. People who have grit do it when they're not getting any recognition or anything like that. I, I, wrote, I wrote this down. Grit needs purpose, but not praise. Grit knows setbacks, but not failure. Grit sees victory, not defeat. Grit wants the prize, not the pleasure. Grit will struggle, but it won't settle. Now, let me go back to that first one. Grit needs purpose, not praise. Can we just, you know what? I'm all about thank you cards. I'm all about encouraging people. That's what I love to do, but I'm going to tell you something. You gotta have grit even when people aren't patting you on the back. You gotta have grit. You just gotta say, no, I need to do this right now. This project needs to get done now. It needs to happen now. I need to get this. I need to do this. I need to memorize that passage. I, I, I've gotta have grit to get it done. College student, I wanna tell you, I'd have fainted. Unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, unless I had believed, I'm going to have grit and I'm going to get it done. Then, I'm not quite done yet. Do today what you know you should. All right, a little bit of review again. Know you need it and want it. Decide to have it on a specific time. Get up, arise, get going again. Number four, do today what you know you, you should. Number five. Now, this is it. If you want grit, you've got to have this. Don't be satisfied with where you are. Don't be satisfied with where you are. If you're going to get some grit, you've got to get dissatisfied with where you are. I love Paul in, in Philippians 3. He said, not that I've uh, already attained or have apprehended, 
But this one thing I do, pressing forward to those things which are before and forgetting those things which are behind. Now here, I'm telling you something. You cannot be satisfied with the way you are. And people who are not satisfied with where they are start getting some grit. Basketball players. Volleyball players. By the way, by the way, I, I, you know what? I know this sounds good and it sounds sweet and it all's nice, but I mean this. I saw our girls play um, way back in September. I, I will tell you, I was so impressed the way our girls played last night. I thought, I, I thought this is not the same volleyball. I've seen, I've seen, I think I've seen like five matches. But I've got to tell you, they played great last night. No, you know what? You know what? They, they didn't win a game on the scoreboard. But I've got to tell you, when you see that kind of improvement, you know what? They didn't get satisfied. The girls have improved every week. In volleyball, see, that's great. That takes grit to do that. And let me tell you, basketball players, don't be satisfied. I don't care if you win this. Well, I do care if you win. I want you to win. But I'll tell you what, don't be satisfied. You guys got a great chemistry. You got a great team. There's some great young guys on our team. Don't be satisfied. Get some grit and say, we're going to be better. We're going to get better. We're going to be better. I'm gonna, my shot's going to get better. My dribbling's going to be better. That takes grit. It takes grit to get better. Don't be satisfied where you are spiritually. Yesterday, you made a great decision. I'm asking you to make one today. Don't be satisfied with yesterday's decision. You know, today, yesterday I died to self. Today, I got to have grit to die to self. I got, I, I, got, I got to keep going. Don't be satisfied with where you are. And number six, believe it will be good if you keep going. You got, you, got, you got to get this. This is what will give you grit. I believe that if I keep doing what I'm supposed to be doing, there will come a day I will be glad that I did. I'm going to accomplish something. I'm going to get something. God's got something for me. There's something that's going to happen in my life that if I show grit and I don't quit, I believe I'm not satisfied. I'm going to keep getting better. I'm going to keep doing things. I believe that there will come a day that I will be glad that I did. I had a man in our church up in Santa Maria that made wood canes. And um, really neat guy. He actually is a hunting guide in Texas. So he would leave uh, our, our church for about three months and live in Texas. And he took... Uh, very expensive hunting trips for deer uh, in Texas. But he also had a hobby. And uh, where he would uh, go hunting in these mesquite woods and these, in these different areas, there is a tree that's called a diamond willow tree, a diamond willow. It's a very unusual wood. It's a very soft wood. And he would pick up pieces uh, in the woods, and then he would begin to sand them, and shellac them, and um, he would make canes with them. So he comes into my office one time after he was gone, and then in the nights when all the guys are, you know, the hunting or the hunters or stuff doing stuff, he would work on a cane. So he came into my office and he brought like five canes in, and they were just amazing. And uh, and he said, uh, Pastor, I want you to have one of these. He says, Pick one out. Well, I got to tell you, I saw this one and I said, okay, man, that's the one I want. That is absolutely beautiful. 
I said, wow. I said, how long did it take you to, 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 to sand it and everything? And he just said this, you don't want to know. And I said, no, 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 no. I think, he said, I'm not going to tell you. But I just, I want you to know I got a lot of hours in it. And I said, I can tell. And I said, how does it work that those holes are like that? How does this all happen? I mean, how can a piece of wood, by the way, this is the way the wood should look, this little section right here. But how do you get all of these? And he says, well, you know, it's really interesting. Storms do that. He said the wind down in Texas goes through these trees and it carries with them particle, abrasive particles, otherwise known as grit. And these abrasive particles are carried through the wind and they get in and they begin to form the different, all these different notches and all these different areas and all these things. And he says, it's, now listen to what he said. He says, it's what gives the cane its character. And I said, ooh, that's good. This is going to preach. I said, that's really good. He says, yeah. He says, the wind comes with the abrasive particles, and that sand comes in, and it moves this, and then water comes in, and it softens the wood, and all of this. The, the sticks should look like this. But the reason why it looks like this is because of all the grit that gets in and, and, and does all what the world, you know, what you would say when you pick it up, oh, look at how damaged that is. But he takes that damaged wood, sands it, and it's, the, by the way, I wouldn't have picked that stick if it looked like that. The reason why I picked this stick is all the character that it has. And I said, man, that is absolutely gorgeous. I'll have it here afterwards if you want to come up and look at it. But you know what you guys need? If you're going to look like this one day, you need some grit. You need some grit that comes into your life. You need some abrasive particles. You know what? Your roommates, your classes, the things that you're going through, your finances, your health, don't stop. He's doing a great work in your life. Don't quit on it. Don't say, you know what? I want to go to an easier place. I'm just going to go home, get a job. I'm going to let it be easier. No, you don't. You need the grit because the grit's going to, listen, not only is it going to be you being used for someone else, what it's going to do in your life, there's going to come a day that you'll be glad that you allowed the grit to shape you. You know what? I am so glad that my son said to me, Dad, is this what we prayed for? Well, it's kind of late now. I mean, you know what? We'll pray tomorrow for another place. Dad, is this what we prayed for? Yeah, Dad, this isn't what this doesn't look like a postcard. This is KOA. And you know what? Some of you guys are camping at KOA. And here's the thing that's so sad. You guys are willing to stay at KOA. You're willing to settle for KOA the rest of your life. Man, get some grit. Pack it back up again. Let's get going. Get some grit and say, no. He endured the cross. He had joy. What's the joy? I think God's going to do something great with my life. I think that if I have the grit, God's going to use me in a mighty way. I think the Lord's doing some sanding right now. I think there's some things that the Lord's doing in my life right now. Man, you got to believe that, college student. And you got to have some grit. And you got to get going. So in order to have grit, you got to know you need it. And you got to want it. And then, here it is, you got to decide to have it. 